Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pat. I'm Tommy. And mate, there's a lot happening, lot to talk about. Oh you wouldn't have dreamed we'd be here where, you know, another banking no, crisis. No, I dreamed it. I did dream it. You dreamed of a banking crisis? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> 2008, 2009 worked out well for us across yeah. the crypto industry. Yeah. Bitcoin was created. Bitcoin was we probably created. wouldn't all be here, but for the banking crisis, maybe we wouldn't be here sitting on this podcast talking about banking crisis. It's true. So this is the bailout edition, guys. This is the bailout edition. Banking bailout edition. Yep. I'm excited. Yeah. A lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about. about. So I know a lot of people will probably find potentially some of this a bit boomerish and a bit dry, but I mean... No, they won't. Well, yeah, exactly that, right? Hopefully not, because... Absolutely everyone. It doesn't matter if you're in crypto, in equities, in housing, everything. If you're in bonds, even. Yeah, everyone has a bank account, unless you're one of these people that can't access a bank account, which is not a good position to be in. But <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, there's just so much to unpack. I think we, we really need to just dive straight into this. Today. Yeah, let's do it. So where do you think we start? Man, I think Silicon Valley Bank is probably the big one. Yeah. That, um, you know, <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't have even heard or known about what Silicon Valley Bank was or is mm-hmm. prior to, you know, this, this big news story coming out. But essentially, one of the big banks in the US that uh, hundreds of tech startups and, and this massive credit institute for a lot of businesses. So basically, the story here is, you know, on Friday, Silicon Valley Bank was forced to shut down by the US regulators. 175 billion of customer deposits seized by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC. People would have heard that kind of term before, I'm sure. This is kind of pinned as being one of the worst banking failures since, as I mentioned at the start, 2008, 2009. And it, the reason people need to be aware and interested in this is, you know, a lot of these tech startups basically had all their money in these yeah. banks. You know, the, yep. there's a lot of limited options for businesses to get banked when they are new and innovative, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, we know all about that in yeah. being in crypto. But um, yeah, essentially, 50% of all kind of US venture backed tech and life science companies uh, use SVB. So, yep. you know, we're talking about a pretty decent impact. Yeah. Especially and, in an industry that's been struggling, yeah, last couple of years, exactly. I mean, look at tech well. stocks. Look at look at yeah. what's happened across that industry since you know 2022. Mm. Yeah, we've just seen everything fall off a cliff. So you know, a lot of companies are struggling. This is kind of the last thing that they would have needed. Yeah, I guess one of the key points, and this kind of goes probably for a lot of banks, but you know, people talk about government banked uh, bank back guarantees and things like that with banks. You know, it's yeah. 250k coverage. But when it came to SVB Bank, only 3% of all of the deposits were actually insured and, and fell away. within that coverage section. So Crazy. Pretty big. And Matt, I'll let you cover the knock-on effect of that and, and I guess what happened with, with USDC. And, you know, we kind of were scrambling yeah. over the weekend to, to get services back in play and things like that at SwiftX. And, you know, we got things trading again for people that were, you know, people were genuinely worried oh, about what was going to happen. Stressful. PTSD from what happened with Terra Luna and right. the stable coin there. So... So yeah, I mean, what, how did that play out? Yeah, I mean, just to also recap there, like, yeah, definitely like there's a lot happening in that space. But um, a lot of people were initially thinking, oh, Silicon Valley Bank, you know, one of the main sort of faucets for money floating into crypto. Yeah. Everyone was quick to sort of point and shoot at crypto to say, you cause this. I just want to sort of break down for everyone, like what actually happens for them to be in the position that they were to shut the doors. So people might be very familiar banks, you give them your money, they provide you an interest rate. They are then able to do and rehypothecate yep. that money however they want. So 
a lot of these banks, including Silicon Valley Bank, what they do is they buy government bonds and what they offer is like long-term yields and what's been a pretty modest to low interest rate. As of recent times, that skyrocketed. You know, you're earning triple on short-term government bond yields, but Silicon Valley Bank in particular, a lot of theirs was tied up in some older contracts. Yields weren't enough to sort of counteract, you know, the rising interest rates. Penny pinch event happened. They had to sell a lot of these bonds and they had to do so at a $1 billion loss that they had to realize, which most banks would just hold their teeth through for 20, 30, 40 year period. So it was that sort of credit crunch, which really sort of created this cascade events of SVB going down. And then as a result, took down a couple of the banks around it. So specifically with the USDC situation there, you know, what do we trade down to like 85 cents yeah, to the dollar? It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it wicked down to like 50 cents on- Are you serious? Uh, yeah, but it would have been just, you know, it could yeah. be scam, scam weeks. Scam weeks, yeah. But it did, you know, it did, it did actually- A couple of stink bids. Stink bids. <laughs> yeah, for Trav. There, there I met. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, essentially they pretty much were hampered by the banking system as well because yeah. a lot of their assets, you know, they are back dollar for dollar, but a lot of it does happen during it is a regulated months. stable coin which means they do fall within you know those kind of <laughs> nine to five Monday to friday banking yeah. hours as well because that's kind of where the, the collateral and the bank the backing comes for the for yeah. the asset so man it, it absolutely struggled and i know there was a lot of panic across the globe pretty much over this over the weekend and yeah, yeah definitely know a few people that were so panicked that they did kind of sell down their usdc or a lot yeah. of their usdc which is yeah. You know, obviously it did rebound, but I mean, you know, if hindsight's twenty twenty, hindsight's twenty twenty, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, before we go further, I do want to actually mm-hmm. on banks and on, you know, I guess what they're allowed to do and what we're allowed to do. I just want to quote Michael Saylor's tweet from this morning. <laughs> oh, did he, what did he say? He said, "Bitcoin is a bank that can't lend out, invest, gamble, dilute, debase, freeze, or seize your assets. It works all the time, everywhere in the world, and is unstoppable." Yeah, in wow. court, it's pretty hard to dismiss that now. Yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, it's easy to kind of sit here now and talk about that today. But mm. I mean, a lot of people, obviously, we're going to talk about the markets in a minute and how it's kind of rallied on the back of mm. what's happening with the banks. And yep. you know, uh, we need to work in unison with these institutes. It can't be like we win one week and they win the next week. It has mm. to, there has to be a balance here. But yeah, I guess just wanted to call that out. I thought it was quite interesting to read. Sailor's quote this morning. On no, it. mate, it's um, very timely. It is very timely. But yeah, just going back to Circle, the company that backs USDC, they they did say they had $3.3 billion stuck in SVB. So I think that might have attributed to the fear factor as well, because that was mentioned before the US Fed came out and said that we're going to basically do equivocally what is dubbed a bailout. Like it's, you know, some people argue that it is and it isn't. This is the bailout edition. So we got to we got to drop the name. We got to drop it. We got to drop it. I love when they mention the name of the movie in the movies. Just yeah. want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh, God. Um, so, I'm just going to try you off today. It's good. It's good. it's good. There's a lot of good reasons to be excited today. But um, yeah, I mean, we saw knock on effects in other stable coins such as DAI, um, backed by USDC as well. So it kind of like, again, painted the picture of nowhere is safe. A lot of people felt pretty trapped. And yeah, I think it was just yesterday afternoon we got back to that parody. I think there was yeah. parody briefly on Sunday as well. But yeah, it's just a whirlwind of events, really. The issue was as well, like a lot of the exchanges. Yep actually just stopped trading. So mm. they weren't trading. They, they stopped the pairs. They stopped they? the pairs for USDC. So But you know what they did do? They started creating perpetual contracts so you course, could so you could course. you could short USDC. There's always an opportunity yeah. that pops up in these things, right? I saw Bitmex yeah. listed the day of yeah, the right. crash. It's hilarious. But there was also people, you know, people were so confident that it was gonna yeah. be pegged that they were buying up 
bulk USDC where yeah. they could actually get it. Uh, you know, look at it now. You buy it at 85 cents. Like a genius you're, make, you're making a 15% profit there in, what, a couple of days, just over the weekend for the market to come yep. back online when the banks open. So, yep. you know, there's always two sides to every story when it comes to these things. But, um, I mean, you know, at the same time, look at what happened with, with Terra and Luna and that stable coin. Yep. It went, I think, down to, you know, 80 cents, then came back up to 95 cents, and then obviously we've seen what happened after that. It just completely, just completely tanked. So, yeah. you know, there's there's a, there's a few ways to look at it when you look at opportunity. Absolutely. But I guess the other part to all this is people might be sort of scratching their heads going, well, why, why the shit is the crypto market just yeah. rallying like crazy? End of the day, like we keep talking about it again, people find it boring, but the Fed news really does control the markets and the risk on yeah. turn that, you know, are people going to, you know, borrow and start to spend or are they going to just go back to cash reserves and own interest rates? Yeah. So the big news item coming up next week is the FOMC. They basically set the cadence for this is going to be the rate increase. Is it going to be higher, lower, or non-existent? Some big players in the space like Goldman and Sachs, their analysts are coming out basically saying that because of everything that's happened right now. It's crazy. They previously were expecting a 0.5% increase in interest rates, which would have, again, like pinched and hurt everyone to now no change. Sure. And they might just have to stagger and do more rates for longer and smaller increments because the fragility of the current system, right? You don't want to cause more people to panic and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I, think I, I mentioned yesterday to you, like yeah. you can't kind of announce banking bailouts on on your left side yeah. and then or in the same breath announce a kind of a cash rate increase that yeah. you're not gonna tighten the screw on consumers. Yeah. So I think they're kind of in a way stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yes, they want to continue to raise cash, but this situation has kind of made them adjust their strategy. Like it could continue to play out later on the year or maybe they go more aggressive when things actually do calm down but mm. you know these things don't happen quickly so you know you can at least i think you can probably expect a couple of quarters to pass before we go you know aggressive in that line again yeah every macro analyst right now you see on crypto twitter having their two cents on it is like yeah great we're gonna we need to ease the burden right now but it just means we're in pay, like having to withstand yeah. pain for a longer period because of the easing that might come um, right now. So but I've seen Biden came out, you know, everyone's like, well, it's just the taxpayers are going to get hit with oh, this anyway, right? Yes. Like yeah. Biden came out and made a statement. I don't know exactly what his angle was, right. but said that taxpayers were not going to be you know, on the hook essentially for this. Where else does the money come well, from? Well, exactly right. Like, I don't know, you know, exactly where. And, you know, Biden, if you're listening, <laughs> feel free to comment on the... Uh, Instagram or Facebook page, Matt, and we'll get any questions answered for you there as well. But, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's good. tweet at us. It's fine. Yeah, just tweet at, at Pavar at Tommy. From POTUS. Yeah. From POTUS. Exactly right. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, so yeah, I mean, if that all comes into fruition, like there's a big print coming out tonight. I mean, the podcast is going to, you know, this is going to be predated when this releases. You will know what happens. But we have the interest rate, put a print, the CPI print coming out tonight. If that comes in as expected under, there's a really, really good chance that, okay, they, you know, the Fed can look at the data and say, okay, supported of the data, we don't need to do as aggressive a hike. Plus the banking things already happen. There's, there's enough reasons not to do it or to do a very, very minimal hike. And also to add to this as well, there was some jobs data that came out end of last week and the unemployment rates increasing in the States. So the importance of that, the Fed basically want to see job rates decreasing to the decline and unemployment increase because that's usually a target metric when we're looking at recessions to reverse. We need to see just that unfortunate swing and things, which which is very, very politically, um, I guess, a charged discussion. But Jerome Powell uh, was quite you know, adamant that this is just something that has to happen. So we, we're starting to see that. So there's enough cracks to sort of say that, you know, risk on might be the, the flavor 
I, I heard him bit. talking about immigration policies going to change as well for the US. Interesting. Probably something that Australia will address as well, I'd imagine, in the next yeah. kind of, you know, couple of years. Yeah. You know, there's so many jobs on the market now, unemployment is so low. Yeah. But we don't have anyone we don't have anyone to do the jobs, right? Like there's cafes and things, restaurants closing down because they can't get staff. Even so, skilled workers. Yeah, or just everything. Everything. Right? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of that happening. I know there's a lot of you know, news in the market about people losing jobs and things like that. And, but it's all very specific to industries. And, you know, we talked about tech businesses and like crypto businesses has been under a lot of pressure over the last, you know, year or, or 18 months. So, mm. like I said, there's always two sides to the coin with these things, which is interesting. But, mate. What? I want to talk about the markets. Let's do it. Are we ready? Yeah, you have top ready. movers ready? You have hey, some no, top movers ready? I'm ready. Yeah, we've got, um, you know, again, like we said, there's been a fair bit of fireworks. I mean, Bitcoin's definitely stealing the show because everyone wants to see that bad boy make some higher highs and start performing. So we sort of have the confidence in some of those more altcoins to have some freedom to run. But uh, something like Conflux Networks, CFX is up the most in the last 24 hours. And in the last seven days, it's about 36% up. We're having Loom Network, uh, infrastructure token there, 66% up for the week. And we've got like Injective Protocol, worthy of a mention, uh, yeah. 26% up. Um, it's only just sort of starting to turn around. Starting to swing so I, I yeah. wouldn't expect to see too many things absolutely ripping. Well, if you're looking at the yeah. seven day, <laughs> if we looked at this on Sunday, it would have been mm. absolutely just, red. just reversed. Everything is reversed. Mm. So you, there yep. was pretty much, there wouldn't have been much in this list that was up over seven days. So. No. A trend that I, I mentioned before that I am kind of seeing play out oh, yeah? is the, well, exchange tokens or anything like DEX tokens. Mm. So like I seen synthetics was pumping this morning, which yeah, was nice. one of them. It's not on the list today. And also the liquid staking protocols. So Lido Dow was oh, up Rocket big. Pool Rocket up. Pool yeah. was up big. Yeah. And also I think there's a trend towards anything connected with Bitcoin. So like Stacks Token is a good example that's kind of built on essentially the layer two of Bitcoin. Of yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. And then also anything else in proof of work. So I've seen like Litecoin was pumping and I've seen some of the other kind of proof yeah. of works um, chains as well. Yeah, Litecoin's the one that we've been touting for a while now. It's got the hardening coming up. Yeah, which, that's right. Oh, there's plenty of stuff you can go read about that one. But yeah. like it, it is a major catalyst news piece. It's, it's one of those... Yeah, if you're waiting for the news to hit, it's too late. Well, historically speaking, go look yeah. at the data yourself and make your own decision. But um, yeah, that's that's definitely something everyone's looking at their I eyes mean, we, on. We've talked probably, Pav, for the last six months about the impact of the Federal Reserve announcements on the yeah. markets, right? But I guess we potentially have a catalyst now where it's only one direction. So it's, it can only be a bullish outcome. Yeah. So, you know, not, you know. Probably know that I've said that we're going to go bloody the, the other way around, right? <laughs> like, of course. But I mean, it's everything is pointing at the moment for a kind of a very positive message from, sorry, when I say a positive, I mean, they're reacting to a situation, yeah. but positive in terms of how it affects the market. Yeah. I think what you're saying is like, it sets us up for one of the best case scenarios of yeah. if this, then best, that exactly scenario right. is, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's always a case of both, but like if we're trying to, you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and, and it's like, it's, it's really, you know. Markets will price it in early, so people have to be aware of that too. So yeah. maybe what we're seeing right now over the last 24 hours is the market's actually pricing this in early and, and starting to get ahead of it. So, yeah. you know, you're always in for volatility around this Fed meeting. Yeah. yeah, Keep your eyes on it if you have been sleeping on it. Absolutely. What else we got here? Yeah, other than banks going under, yeah. like there's... We mentioned SVP, Silicon Valley Bank. Silvergate was the next Silvergate's one. Silvergate's the other one. And yeah. we have... Signature Bank. Yeah. Pretty much the three biggest banks for tech startups and crypto, and crypto. specifically mm. have gone under. Now, I just want to touch on that quickly. I know we've talked a lot about the banks today, but yep. net positive or net negative? Oh, shit. 
Uh. <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're seeing this very market directional turn. Like, literally on Sunday, things were gone to shit, man. Like, you, yeah. we're watching, we were talking about it on Sunday. It's just man. unbelievable to watch. And it's, the turnaround in that 24-hour period has been immense. What's the whip, so? Is it an, is, are we looking at very short-term relief? You know, nobody obviously knows what way the market's going to go. But, I mean, for me, there is a sour point to this story. Oh, the totally. fact that we have, and I, and I was, I was listening to Twitter Space this morning. Mm. We've kind of gone back to like 2014 levels of mm. banking infrastructure support for the industry. Yep. So I don't think a lot of people are kind of thinking along those lines in the direction that they should be. Yeah. Because that is going to have knock-on effects to inflows of capital into the market. It's going to have knock-on effects for exchanges, being able to trade and use use that liquidity. Mm. So I think there's a little bit to play out in this story yet that kind of the or, market isn't touching on right now or does it offer the greatest opportunity for the next bank to pop up so does. enter kraken bank tommy and pav bank or tommy and pav bank the name has a ring to it so <laughs> tp bank <laughs> that's right yeah. uh yeah i don't know like I, I think um if you look at it pragmatically like we can't go through everything without going through the pain i guess you could say you can't have dessert without eating your main meal yeah. so if we needed to get inflation down until we hit those targets of like two percent which they're talking about they want to hit the pain just gets prolonged. So any relief rally, I guess, if it is coming, there's a good chance it could be quite short-lived. I think that's the takeaway for me. So have a plan. Absolutely. Be, be ready to execute. Yep, 100%, um, Matt. It's good. What's off the cuff, Matt? You had something on Lego. Yeah, look, love me some Lego. So Lego is partnered with Epic Games, which uh, a lot of people might be familiar with, to enter the metaverse. Big name. Yeah, into the metaverse. So basically, they've the Fortnite creators, Epic Games, Legos teamed up with them to yeah look to a partnership there to see what they could explore. Um, I just <laughs> I love the wording: explore building fun and safe metaverse for children. That just all right. Yeah, well, at least they can't swallow anything in the metaverse, right? Well, absolutely. So, <laughs> good point. Fair good enough. point. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I also heard something in the pipeline about Meta and they're sort of retracting a lot of their plans for Instagram. I think the broad stroke story of it was they were kind of not committing as much resource as originally, you know, thought. Like, <laughs> how much money did they spend getting the name Meta, first of all? But, you know, they seem to be kind of having, I guess, a bit of an about turn mm. in terms of their plans to lean into the Metaverse and, and NFTs. I think they'll absolutely still be involved in some capacity, but I think they're just sign of the times, Fab, really. Yeah. You know? Like, just, just trottling back, yeah, trottling back some of the focus on there because a lot of that stuff has gone off the boil. Yeah, and um, everyone's yeah. talking about AI now, so they could just be pivoting to that. Who knows? I would not be surprised. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be surprised at all if they did if they did something like that. So, um, man, another a big story that we could have covered it on its own if we wanted to, but CZ from Binance, oh yeah, coming out and and basically. He's been having a crack at the banks. <laughs> like, it's been great like, talk, like everyone else. Yeah, it's actually yeah. been good on Twitter. If you yeah. guys don't follow CZ Binance on Twitter, I, yeah. I recommend you do. It's it's pretty good stuff, actually. But he essentially came out and said that they were going to liquidate a billion dollars of BUSD. So BUSD is their Binance stablecoin. Again, the story here is anything US backed, they want to get away from it or anything that you know requires a reserve to be held in a bank, they're trying to get away from it. So... It was a big news story when he came out and kind of said he's going to liquidate a billion dollars worth of BUSD mm. and move them into Bitcoin, ETH, and BNB, BNB. Binance Coin. Yep. So it's interesting. The market has obviously reacted quite heavily to that since then, but I thought it was quite interesting. But Binance kind of have this um, a number of recovery funds, or like they have different names on different types of funds. Yeah. They have a Safu fund as well yeah. that a lot of people will be familiar with, kind of like worst case scenario, rainy day. 
Yeah, like, rainy day like funds. funds, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was quite interesting to see him come out and and I guess the quote's great. P- put his money where his mouth is. He literally said banks are a risk to fiat backed stable coins. There you go. BUSD. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, you know, and that's obviously their own stable coin. So it's not him taking a position against their own product. It's just mitigating his risk. It's just mitigating risk overall, right? Mm-hmm. And and I mean, you know, it's interesting to see someone like that in that powerful position that he's in. You know, Binance we're talking about sixty plus percent market share across the whole industry. Mm-hmm. You know putting more confidence or more trust in the likes of Bitcoin ETH and his own exchange token. Because, yeah, that's the, that's and, the whole thing. A, like, than a US-backed stablecoin. Yeah. So. There's no, nothing to say like what the contagion, I hate using that word now, contagion, but like yeah, it, no. it is a fact of like what's the knock-on effect of yep. wh- where could funds be frozen in the daisy chain of US banks right now right. while yeah. while everything's playing yeah. out. And I mean, just, I guess, off the cuff, Matt, probably everyone knows now, but like mm-hmm. exchange volumes are pumping over yep. the last few days. So like, you know, you DeFi too. we talked about DeFi, we talked mm-hmm. about the um, DEX tokens pumping as well. So like, just just something for people to keep an eye on yep. if they are getting exposure to th- those types of assets. And a big one as well this morning, Coinbase. Coinbase token rallying 10% yesterday. The stock. Oh, the stock. stock. Yeah, the yeah, stock, yeah. Sorry, stock. Sorry, yeah. I probably should have. Now that I, I think, yeah, the irony is out there. Like, yeah, yeah we were chatting about this because all the yeah. banks are down. I think it's like 90 a billion dollars have been wiped out as of Monday um, from the market caps of the banking sector in the US and yeah, got Coinbase rallying away. Yeah, that's it. Mad. Absolutely mad. And we were talking about the ad too. If anyone hasn't oh, seen yeah, the Coinbase the, ad. Yeah, it's great. It's like so timely. So timely it's, it's almost perfect. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't spoil it. You just go check it out yourself. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty good. But uh, yeah, essentially it's it's a pretty heavy crack at the traditional finance, mm. traditional banking sector and you know the whole archaic processes that you have to go through you know even in 2023 before we close pav was this the bottom signal that we we're all looking for like you know, is it, eh, what's it? yeah we don't know what we don't know all the time but you know I what i do now parents. what do you know well that sunday when i was just trying to collect my thoughts and everything else was was happening i was just thought back to like 2017 and the tether hack do you remember that yep that was pretty much before. That was your. That was before the big run, right? Yeah, yeah. and that was a very fearful event. I yeah. can't remember the exact sums and figures. Like I probably should have come to this podcast a bit more prepared, but I do remember like. Yeah, you probably well, should. Have, you, you're. you're <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah, you've been around long enough. It, it was yeah. China fud. It was India fud, and it was stablecoin fud. Yep. So now we've got we've talked about an SCC fud. Well, exchange fud. Exchange fud. Well, it's not really fud. It's yeah, it literally happens. Shit gone down. Yeah. And yeah, we've got stablecoin fud again. So yeah. it's just it's just yeah fear, fear in a very timely part. And the thing is, like, no one could predict this unless you literally are at the top and know and see everything. What I'm most impressed about is how yeah. the markets actually react from these events. And yeah. you know, it just for me it shows the level of support and the level of conviction mm. when it comes to these markets yep. yes they're volatile you know at this stage you got to understand what you're trading and yep. what you're in i mean you know we've all had our, our own harsh lessons throughout the years but every time we see these events like one of these events that we've seen over the last 18 months could have taken down any industry as kind of juvenile if you will as crypto or you know a number of these assets that we that we're talking about we talk about across the podcast so i just you know you're always looking around the corner see what's next and you don't really know what what beast is going to come out yet to try and you know suppress the markets even more and and it's yeah i'm just i'm just so impressed about how the market reacts so like it just gives me i guess more belief and more conviction myself that i'm you know kind of you know diversifying my assets in the right way when i'm looking at crypto and looking at you know different things like that so that's no, good yeah it's uh it's a pretty big one Love it. 
But mate, that was great. Yeah, I wonder what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah, no. Oh, Jesus, who knows what's going to happen next week? I mean, it's, uh, let's just take it one like even hour at a time these days, <laughs> which is uh, pretty fun. But uh, guys, uh, before I close, Pav, I just want to give one little shout out to a super fan. You got a super fan? We have a super fan. We have someone that tunes in to watch every single episode of the uh, Tapping Into Crypto podcast. Nice. And the reason we know that is because we got some feedback a couple of weeks ago that it was very unprofessional that we were showing our knees yeah. to people, which is, you know, I mean, my knees are bad. I got scares and shit. Yeah, I'm a bit dusty on the knees. Yeah. Bit that's, ashy. That's your knees are not bad. You're not, you know. Yeah, well. Mine are just white and tasty as well. Yeah. Your skin. But we did have a super fan reach out. So if this person, I presume they're going to be listening to this one as well. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the feedback. We are now more professional we're sitting at a, a bigger desk and knees um, are under the desk yeah, I mean, you know it's, it, it knees are hidden we will not yep. be bringing the knees out again yep. unless it's requested by the majority so <laughs> we might do it for yeah some sort of charity event we might yeah, get the knees right. out again yeah, yeah, um, yeah. knees showing and, and shaving of the knees <laughs> but um no thanks guys and we you know we do we do really appreciate you guys tuning in on a weekly basis and yeah. so much to cover so much excitement across the market there's always something going down and we'll be here to cover it so yeah Continue to follow us at Instagram at Tapping Into Crypto and across the rest of our socials. And we'll catch you guys again next time. Gotcha. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.